Welcome to the Clean Simple Free Podcast, a place to discuss how clean spaces make for a more simple way of life. And when your life is simplified, your mind will feel free. I'm your host, Ashley Alexia Fox, and I must apologize for last week's absence of a podcast episode. Sometimes this will happen. Initially, I planned on releasing this episode a day late. Last Monday was the eight-year anniversary of when my fiancé and I first met. So I put aside my typical recording schedule to celebrate 11-11 with my fiance. We had a lovely time. And then my dog got sick from eating things that she shouldn't have. So in lieu of recording the remainder of this episode, I had to rush her to the vet. She had to have emergency exploratory surgery to remove blockages. She's doing just fine now. She's not out of the woods yet, but she was under observation for a few days, and she's still a little lethargic from medications, but that's how life goes. We have our ups and our downs, and then our usual patterns resume. And, you know, sometimes we have to put aside things that are important to us. This podcast is very important to me. I enjoy making it, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. And then, um... You know, we have to focus on things that are even more important, such as family. And my fiancé and my dog and my cat are all family. So I truly appreciate your patience. And without further ado, this is Episode 9, Mindful Holiday Traditions. Holiday traditions are yearly rituals that act as bridges to connect us to our past. When we tap into those rituals, it can help take away some of the stress that accompanies the holidays. Throughout this episode, I'll discuss how to choose which holiday traditions to keep practicing, which ones no longer serve a purpose for you, and ideas for creating brand new ones so you can blend the past and the present to create the ideal holiday season for you and your loved ones. As the pages of the calendar swiftly turn, we find ourselves nearing the end of November, and a lot of us have already begun planning. There's shopping for gifts, travel arrangements, preparing to entertain company, deciding who's cooking and who's hosting. All of this planning makes November through January one of the most stressful times of the year. So when we take a step back and take a moment to relax and tap into some of the traditions that matter most to us, we can release some of that stress reconnect to our childlike sense of imagination and wonder, and take a break from the hustle and bustle of the season. In this episode, I'll mainly be referencing Christmas and Thanksgiving, but even if you don't celebrate those holidays or celebrate something different, this episode still contains tips that can help with celebrating birthdays, holidays, any other yearly tradition. As kids, we tend to have that feeling of holiday magic and wake up every morning with this sense of excitement and what's next around the corner, and we lose that as we become adults. We become a little jaded because we take on the financial burdens, but there's also a freedom that comes with being able to choose which holiday traditions resonate with us most and which we'd rather leave in the past. So for this episode, I do have a list of traditions my family used to practice, and I'm going to rattle these off in hopes that it sparks something maybe your family did as well, or that you'd like to start incorporating. So you can kind of use these as a blank template of examples to get the ball rolling, get some ideas, and just be thinking of your own forgotten traditions or ones that you'd like to start using. 
It might be handy to grab a notepad and paper, or you can revisit this episode when you'd like to jot down a few ideas of your own. I'd like you to do me a quick favor. Close your eyes if you're able. Take a deep breath in and out, and think of your favorite Christmas song and movie. If something comes to mind, chances are it's something that you listened to or watched a lot when you were a kid. For me, it's the Nat King Cole version of Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. And for movies, it's the Claymation Rudolph and the animated How the Grinch Stole Christmas narrated by Boris Karloff. Every time I watch those movies or hear that song, I am instantly transported back to feeling that holiday sense of wonder and whimsy that I did when I was a kid. It's worth mentioning that our senses are powerful memory receptors. So songs, movies, scents, food, those are all things that can be used to trigger fond memories and moments from our past. The hippocampus is the region of the brain where our memories are stored, and scents have to pass through the amygdala, which is the center of the brain that creates emotions. So when you smell something, the amygdala instantly transports you almost simultaneously back to whatever that scent reminds you of. To elaborate on this a little more, I'm going to take a quote from human-memory.net. This quote has been shortened a bit just for the sake of clarity. Quote, Since the early neurological work of Carl Lashley and Wilder Penfield in the 1950s and 60s, it has become clear that long-term memories are not stored in just one part of the brain, but are widely distributed throughout the cortex. Long-term memories are stored throughout the brain as groups of neurons that are primed to fire together in the same pattern that created the original experience, and each component of a memory is stored in the brain area that initiated it. For example, groups of neurons in the visual cortex store a sight, neurons in the amygdala store the associated emotion, etc. Contrary to popular notion, memories are not stored in our brains, like books on library shelves, but must be actively reconstructed from elements scattered throughout various areas of the brain by the encoding process. End quote. Our olfactory senses, which is our sense of smell, is the most powerful of all five senses, with taste being a close second. If you've ever tried plugging your nose while eating, you'll notice that you can't really taste your food as well. So the two are really closely related. Surprisingly, sight and sound are not as powerful as the others. But if you hear a song, if you've ever heard something and it transports you back to being in high school and enjoying your summers, or reminds you of someone that you were friends with or that you dated, you can realize how powerful a thing music is. So with these things in mind, let's talk for a moment about scents and recipes. Thanksgiving is right around the corner, so let's start there with Thanksgiving dinner. We typically celebrate Thanksgiving with my fiancé's parents, and I've tasted some amazing recipes like corn casserole and different traditional southern side dishes that I've never had, and his mom is an excellent cook. She doesn't even listen to this podcast, so you can tell that that's an honest review. So I 
I do miss certain dishes that my family tends to serve during Thanksgiving. I'm from California and the majority of my family is still located in California, but my grandparents are originally from Minnesota, so our Thanksgiving dinner consists of a lot of Midwestern recipes. Our stuffing or dressing, whatever you prefer to call it, is a little bit different. We make it with ground beef, eggs, celery, and things like that. And we make this amazing cranberry salad with heavy cream, fresh cranberries, and crushed walnuts. I miss that family recipe every Thanksgiving. So it occurred to me last year when we were making this recipe together in California, why don't I use this recipe? I'd incorporate my family history and recipes in with my fiance's. Like saying, hey, this is my great-great-grandma's recipe and just kind of blend the two traditions together. It's a great way to literally bring something else to the table and you can also share a story and you can feel more connected to your family if you're celebrating away from them. I understand that not all of us have the luxury of having a supportive family or family that's around anymore or maybe... You just don't talk to them for some reason or another. I completely understand that. And there's another way to go about having an awesome Thanksgiving, which is a Friendsgiving. This was kind of a novel idea to me last year when I made a video kind of along the same lines of this topic. The first Friendsgiving celebration that I went to was hosted by my very dear friend Kelly and her girlfriend. They had a casual potluck style dinner. Everybody could bring what they wanted, including food and drinks. Everybody was sharing soda and alcoholic beverages. Everybody brought something that suited their dietary needs or restrictions. And there was so much food. There was so much conversation. They had music going in the background. And it was so great to catch up with some of her old friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. And it's a great way, if you hold it early in the month, to squeeze in some friend time at the beginning of the month so that those who go home or visit with their immediate family on Thanksgiving can still celebrate with you. So it's, an, it's something that I've been considering incorporating starting next year, and um, it was just, it was a really fun celebration. So that's another alternative, is to celebrate with your chosen family, which is your friends. I have a few more thoughts before wrapping up the scent and taste segment of this before moving on to other traditions, but it wouldn't be November if I didn't mention the smell of hot cider boiling on the stove. My mom loves Thanksgiving and loves the harvest season, and she would make this hot mold cider every year with cinnamon sticks and all kinds of different spices, and that scent, like, just flowing throughout the house was so reminiscent of fall. She would also do a lot of mood lighting. She would uh, light these Yankee Candle Company candles that had different fall scents like apple cinnamon and pumpkin spice and different things like that. And she would use these old antique lanterns with these big thick wicks that were dipped into oil. And it just made for such cozy mood lighting. And we'd sit by the fireplace and drink our hot cider. And also, my fiancé lived in Budapest, Hungary for five or so years. He still speaks fairly fluent Hungarian. 
And if you want to take traditions from your travels or from your ancestry or heritage, I think that's a really cool thing to do. Budapest obviously made a huge impact on him. He's always reminiscing about it and telling stories and everything like that. So if he wants to start making, there's a dish, I'm sorry to any Eastern European listeners out there because I'm going to badly mispronounce it, but it's a hot spiced wine called Forotbor and it's made with cloves and orange slices and I forget what else, but it's a really good red wine drink. And if he wants to start incorporating that or making a goulash around like the colder seasons as it gets closer to Christmas or making that like a yearly tradition, I think it's important to connect to your past and connect to your travels that have really resonated with you. So don't be afraid to think outside of the box when it comes to your traditions. In just a moment, I'm going to sort of rapid-fire off other ideas for holiday traditions, but first, a word from our sponsor. And welcome back from the break. So moving on with more holiday traditions. At the beginning, we talked about the power of music and different songs, and I would suggest making a playlist on Spotify or wherever you listen to your music of old favorites, the versions that you remember listening to as a kid. For example, Feliz Navidad was always one of my favorites and still is. It's just really happy and festive and I can't not sing to it. So, um, and then some of the old school versions uh, like Bing Crosby's White Christmas and stuff like that. So take all of those things, all of the different versions that you listened to of particular songs and add them to a playlist. And then my fiancé and I both really love She and Him, and they have a Christmas album, and so we have that added as well, so we'll just put it on shuffle. So blend the old and the new and create your own custom holiday or Christmas playlist. Next would be advent calendars or countdown charts. Typically these are flat cardboard pieces of paper that have different themes um, from Santa Claus to religious and everything in between. You open the little door marked December 1st through the 25th. This is a great way to help keep kids' excitement at bay. That way they can see exactly how many days it is until Christmas. You open the little door and there's a picture or a poem inside. And I will admit that this is not a tradition I will probably keep up, but my mom does send my siblings and I an advent calendar in the mail almost every year. And when I go into the kitchen to start my daily grind and make the coffee and get ready for work, and I see that on my fridge and I open the little door, it makes me happy. And I have very fond memories of creating our own uh, do-it-yourself calendars. There's lots of ideas online. I remember around my birthday, like two weeks prior, we would make our own countdown charts. And I remember crossing out the days on the calendar, like being so excited for my birthday. So if you have kids, this is a really cool idea. I've also seen some awesome store-bought ones that have wooden doors. So you can put little candies or tiny toys inside of it. So this is something to consider, especially if you have children. I'm also going to jump back to movies. Movies are important. 
When you come home, I remember I was working retail and I was so sick of the holidays. I was sick of the same covers of the same songs that we'd play all day. People stressing out over their full shopping carts and asking me, hey, which perfume set do you think would be best for a 16-year-old? And all kinds of questions, just seeing these people stressed out when the holidays are supposed to be a time to remember our loved ones with a token of our affection, not something to stress over. So there was a period of several years where I didn't decorate, I didn't listen to any music, I did not celebrate. But when I finally tapped in and made the effort to make some hot cocoa and watch a Christmas movie that I remembered from a kid, from being a kid, um, that really kind of made me less of a humbug. So have some movies ready to stream or get some DVDs that are maybe a little more obscure um, and have those on hand to play because that can really help disconnect you from adult life and reconnect you to the ties to your past. Speaking of movies, I'm going to take it back to October here. I love The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's both a Halloween and a Christmas movie, so I typically watch it in November. And a while ago, um, I had a Halloween tree for the past, for a few years in a row, and I decorated it with skeletons and skulls and black cats and all kinds of things like that, and I made a Halloween tree that I kept up from October through November. And then when December rolled around, I would change out the ornaments on this artificial tree to be more Christmas-specific. So that's something else you can do is create a holiday tree um, in your favorite season. Don't forget to remember your pets. Um, Definitely consult with vets before giving this um, about any dietary restrictions or needs. But canned pumpkin is really good for animals' digestive tracts in small doses, or you can buy seasonal toys to replace their old ones. Um, We bought our dog, Sushi, um, a little candy corn squeaky toy for Halloween, and she has a little pumpkin pie squeaky toy waiting for her for this month when she recovers from her surgery. Um, But canned pumpkin, I have not ever met a cat or a dog that does not enjoy it. It's really cute to take little videos and stuff, so remember to include your pets in the holiday season. Another fun and useful tradition is to get holiday pajamas. Um, They're useful, they're fun, you can get robes or PJs with seasonal patterns on them like polar bears or snowflakes or whatever you like, and that's something that we used to do when I was a kid. And there's no reason you can't continue that into adulthood or get matching ones for the whole family if you have children. Sending out Christmas cards is a good one. Um, I've never been the type to send an annual Christmas card or letter, um, but I do enjoy sending a personal, meaningful photo inside of a card, especially to my grandparents. Parents and grandparents especially appreciate these kind of meaningful things, these non-tangible items. Um, You can write a memory associated with the holiday. I discussed this briefly in my gift-giving episode, Um, but this is something that you might want to start incorporating. 
Also, you can make holiday wreaths. This is a really fun activity for friends or for kids. You can use craft supplies or natural elements. It's really fun and interactive. Um, I had a great time with my best friend uh, making both Halloween and uh, Thanksgiving wreaths. And hers turned out amazing. She's much better at crafts than I am. But we used um, some pine cones and some pine branches. Uh, you can use found things in nature like that. Um, you can find holly berries. And this way, you know, it's a sustainable thing. So if you create this, you can just let those objects back out into nature. Be careful if you have pets or small children because the berries on holly can be poisonous. So be cautious of that. But pine cones and pine branches, really nothing wrong with that. But make sure to be cautious. There are all sorts of awesome holiday traditions you can start incorporating. You can give to charities, you can read passages from a favorite book or religious passages. I mean, there is an endless amount of things you can do for the holidays, but hopefully this has given you some ideas to kind of jumpstart your holiday season. And even if you don't incorporate them this year, this might give you some ideas for next year. Just think consciously and just be mindful of what you're practicing, what you'd like to keep in your life, and what you'd like to add. So I really hope this episode helped to kind of inspire you to make your holiday season your own. Just keep in mind, above all, that the holidays are a time to spend with family. Remember them with a token of your love and affection, no matter how much or how little you can afford. And just enjoy the holidays. It's so easy to get stressed out. Just let yourself enjoy this time of year. That's going to conclude this episode of Clean Simple Free. I hope you enjoyed it. If you do enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review. It really helps. And if you'd like to contact me, you can reach me on Instagram at clean.simple.free or you can contact me by email at clean.simple.free at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I wish you all a peaceful and productive week.